Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the 14th episode of The Flash, season eight. This episode was written by the story, Jonathan Butler and Gabriel Garza, and the teleplay by Jeff Hirsch, directed by Vanessa Perrys. Uh, that seems like a new name to me. And I really thought this was a, a strong episode for The Flash. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I thought it was expertly directed. And the way in which they broke down each character, particularly our main characters, and gave each the significant time to the audience and how they used the characters in their role in team flash in that particular family dynamic it was so well done um and y'all know i usually be screaming at episodes where there's three writers <laughs> but when you have a very cohesive team and you're all on the same page it doesn't feel like you're fighting each other so here's a successful outing to say that it doesn't need to be thrown in the trash as an idea <laughs> uh, so there's that counter argument and i really like the pace of how they talked about loss but how it's about honoring your the person that you lose so that you can keep moving forward and keep doing what you need to do uh, so i thought all of that was really really well done and uh i would say probably one of the more memorable flash episodes to come out of the flash in quite a while uh i think i have to put this in my one of my favorite episodes fake because it just it it felt relevant it felt intimate and even though you know they um we're talking about a character that for the most part has had a rather problematic story arc with Caitlyn attached to it since they really have separated Frost from Caitlyn it has been a, a very cohesive arc for the characterization of Frost even in the way in which she died um, so it was almost sad to see at the end that her sister doesn't respect or honor her memory by deciding to bring her back in some capacity um that almost negates her sacrifice even though of course no it no one's gonna ever blame someone else right for thinking to do that but that ultimately isn't honoring it's the same thing with oliver you know barry had to be talked down about that as well you know you have to allow that person sacrifice to mean something and you can't do that by trying to reverse it just so you can have that person back that's a selfish decision versus um the heroic one but it's also a human one so it's understandable before we jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast stitcher itunes podbean spotify amazon <laughs> apple music go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for the flash or any of the other shows that we do i just put the schedule out for next week blackercouch at gmail.com so we're gonna pretty much go in order this episode because it felt um it felt pretty uh <laughs> well paced out to to break down in a as it ha as it unfolded type of um recap fashion excuse me i'm it's like i'm not tired at all but i'm also really really fucked up by now um not by now right now so i apologize seriously i do but <laughs> i do think for the most part from what i can ascertain and i can say the word ascertain and i didn't slur it so i'm pretty sure i'm good i feel like i sound smart 
from an abstract if I was looking in. Let's 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 continue this this positive train <laughs> into the rest of the episode. I cracked up when I saw that uh that foe. Oh my god, what is his name? Oh come on, I had a joke for this. It's hysterical. Bane, that's that's who it was. It was foe faux bane let the games begin he stole some tech that pretty much feels based on his emotions i was like okay we're building shit like this we need to investigate this this private corporation over here that's not star labs i forgot what they keep calling the other one but he was hilarious because he definitely i was like this is such a knockoff of bane I mean, and Bane is already a terrible character, so it it feels it feels right. <laughs> and um, the team shows up. I really liked the uh, the effect of him throwing the car. Of course, when it went to the the credits, you knew that the Flash was going to save in time, save the two officers. But him just stomping the ground and causing a whole ass earthquake <laughs> to shatter the the build all the windows in the building and it's structurally not gonna be supportive. So it's falling down and Flash has to go and use his lightning to repair the damage so it doesn't collapse. And then we didn't even see it because we didn't even need to see it. I thought that was such a smart way of directing that scene just really smart and i love seeing all of the 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 buildings windows shatter i don't know why i like disaster movies that was enough for me i didn't even need to see the flash do anything to save those people i just trusted that he did (laughs) uh cecile is now in the field okay 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 I'm not gonna crack on her this week um because <laughs> there was no mention of the words i feel so i'm gonna leave this shit alone <laughs> i got what i want so i'm gonna make no complaints other than i was surprised to see tiny tim there and um i like the fact that she got her little black outfit i'm like lawyer slash uh miniature cat woman crazy cat i have such a love hate with this character it's not even a love hate it's a i despise her powers i despise the dialogue around her powers 99 percent of the time (laughs) and i still don't know why she needs to have them and yet she looked so adorable (laughs) i know i'm making little jokes but that's what i do and i also love you <laughs> so her just sitting there and she could use her emotions to try to calm him down i immediately started thinking about the other empath we had in charmed and i was having a better correlation of where i think they're trying to go with their her powers it's just so never been flat out like no it's it's so been so shoddily so if it was to just manifest into that for the most part i think i might get on board with it i need to see more before but if they could just change your powers i would be (laughs) i just don't want to hear anything about you feeling shit and you reading other people's emotions um i just want you to you know be able to do something like incept someone with calm and then that makes them like that's a useful fucking thing to do um or you can read someone's mind or you can like i feel like they could have fun with her powers if they you know that it's just so dead the way it is right now maybe if they really good because i don't want really cecile to be kicked off the show i know that i said you know if joe is less in it she don't need to be but you know i'm also for supporting black actresses having jobs so and i don't don't hate cecile all the time (laughs) i just don't so but i also get why other people could be very very fed up with the characterization um 
so i just want them to do something interesting if i have to still deal with these damn powers or take them away one or the other so she is uh she is not very useful in this fight then you have allegra who is like i'm so not in the mood for this she feels like a moody teenager and (laughs) because i am in the in the real life throes of a moody teenager i ain't got no i don't be in the mood for it at at all not at all like shut up (laughs) even though i totally understand in an abstract way so chester has to be taken out of his uh you know his brooding to be able to recognize the suit and tells allegra the game plan except he mentions frost that causes her to explode herself (laughs) i don't know why that was funny it shouldn't have been maybe it's because that dude was like you call yourselves heroes pathetic like you caught us on a bad day uh really fucked up version of bane okay like your half your identity is exposed motherfucker that's how smart you are <laughs> oh but he gets away barry comes back like oh we need a team meeting but at the same time i totally understand he's like that was an easy person that we should have taken down uh but the team is not in the right headspace right now as they watch he and iris watch uh watch them patch allegra up uh i love that cecile also has multi jobs <laughs> it's like i'm a lawyer i'm a nurse <laughs> i'm really saying it in a jokingly way too i'm not even trying to drag it it's just funny <laughs> because this is uh ironically how i would like to utilize certain characters it's like i don't really need it it's when you try to make me actually buy into it it's like now now you're doing too much um i really like the beginning of this episode i think i skipped over that part where they show each member of team flash kind of dealing or or in their own grieving moments uh one where iris is trying to cross the street the the way in which they had so many different locales in this episode um it felt like for the first time central city was a city (laughs) like people did shit (laughs) they walked around and did the certain things because they kept the set so consistent and i've been saying that so much you need to to breathe life into something it needs to feel lived in it's not just a the same two little you know i i like jitters i'm always gonna love that central city uh, central location of jitters but what's wrong with showing the street what's wrong with showing you know different you know just just the vibe of it it changes the whole sense of the show when it feels like it is a place and not just a set piece and they did such a phenomenal job with this um i gotta look up vanessa paris i ain't so i ain't heard nothing she did uh <laughs> but yeah it was so it's so new for the flash to have uh so much um what's the word i'm looking for cinematography um uh, going back to the team barry's like so uh what do i say to them you know when they're grieving because they still need to be able to protect the city iris gets a message because she's looking for information about this new meta she hasn't turned up much but um he asked her to keep looking she's like of course 
and he finds the right words because she says if anyone's gonna find the right words it's gonna be you i love how she always got his back and he calls the team meeting he says thanks everybody from coming she's like i know this is a rough time and barry says look i understand we we all saw what happened it wasn't great we ain't gonna run back the tape but we need to find a way to protect the city because not only is this a small threat that got away there's the chance that a bigger one could come at any time and unfortunately this isn't like any other job where we can take some time off to grieve we have to be able to keep moving forward in the face of our grief so how do we do that at first joe is like well maybe we should take a break since we are now looking for this meta and he ain't gonna show up until he commits a crime once again and that's when caitlin comes in to be like fuck you, fuck you, and you, and you. before walking off barry goes to follow her but joe is like no just let her have some space and i was like she did have space she walked her ass up in here we told her did you need (laughs) that was funny in my mind because i was like uh she came here we said we wasn't gonna call her because we thought she wanted to be left alone (laughs) it seems we're correct but apparently she just wanted to to come in and tell everybody i'm not going to the funeral just so you know this and my mother is making all of the arrangements i am going to go and be in a shitty mood now and everybody's like been there so uh they decide or joe just lets everyone know uh and why we still need joe is like you know what you're right barry we need to find a way to honor frost he said he went to some water coloring class because frost always said you can express your emotions and he said i'll be damned if i actually didn't enjoy myself so everybody needs to find a way to honor frost so we go to iris first she talks to cecile about the fact that she wants to write an obituary for her but if she talks too much then she's not gonna it's gonna sound like she knows her which is gonna reveal her connection to team flash then you have um then you have cecile being like well i'm going to dedicate 20 percent of pro bono work to defending metas i thought she was already doing that but sure 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 then we have iris being like oh hey azari um i heard you did a bit he's like yeah i did in afghanistan afghanistan so that they can have a a unbiased opinion she's like perfect that's what i need (laughs) so so it's like are you sure about this yeah and i like the fact that she didn't even try to talk her out of it like you know what I'm not about to be like I feel this. You 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 do you boo. You do you. Um, she sends the article to uh, the mom. I forgot her name already. And she says, "Yeah, I read this over email, but that's not why I called you." Because she's like, "Do you not like it?" She's like, "It just feels cold and impersonal." But why didn't you write it? I actually really like the scene. I've never seen these two people in a room together and now that they have been i'm like what the fuck why have we not already been having these scenes (laughs) talent recognizes talent when you are able to act off a good good talent what the fuck but you know she says that she thought that writing would be too much she would write too much but now she realizes that she doesn't know what to write and she admits and i like this real bit of realism here is i i didn't really get to know her like i may have known her longer and if you go back in the memory bank you'll need to recall that it was iris that was the first one that really got frost to be a part of team flash i think that's something that's easily 
overlooked in the fandom because of course that's better for the narratives many people would prefer uh based on outside and not inside but i digress because that is as it is per the characterization of the show iris was the first person to really give frost a chance to really um you know because she was trying to bail out on her problems and she told her no you gotta stick up for yourself and you had that whole uh it was the terrible episode only because it kept saying uh hashtag girl power and all that shit but it was one of the few moments where you really got to see iris and frost truly you know work together work off of each other and it was you know iris that inspired her to open up to the team and tell them what was going on so her saying you know despite that connection i didn't really get to know i didn't know her as well as i could have known her and she's like yeah i understand that this is someone that was created to protect my daughter and when i realized who she was i didn't really (laughs) reach out to get to know her but she didn't let me uh not get to know her and now i'm better for it even if it's just that little bit and that um the one thing frost wanted to do more than anything was protect people which gives her the inspiration on her podcast to bring in people that frost has saved and this goes back to when the mom asked for a frost she's like it's a killer frost she's like she's not a killer and he's like huh (laughs) like never mind and she doesn't even fight it and you juxtapose that of her interviewing different people looking like oprah his group has over nine thousand penises and they're all raping children the version of oprah she wished she looked like um (laughs) that was a bird for absolutely no reason i got no beef with that woman <laughs> but it's true shit i wish i looked like iris west island candace Patton, all damn day long uh and she she ends up changing people's minds that people are interested i love they had people standing out like and then more people kept coming down like what's going on here this feels profound <laughs> and then you have the guy changing of course the drink it's the vibachino still up there kid flash is still up there uh and frost then we go to allegra and chester or i'm sorry as they will be known going forward um the crook and chuck and the crook chuck and the felon i'm sorry chuck and the felon let me get it right when i first saw chuck and the felon i was like oh lord oh man not again but because the episode was going so well at this time <laughs> i decided to continue to tune in and i'm glad that i did because i thought this was probably the most likable both of them have been together in a really long time <laughs> almost like ever <laughs> there was one scene this season when they was doing the little thing that i thought was was uh, a nice touch was cute um but this whole debate over hummus on your sandwich because it's a condiment (laughs) or it's not a condiment it's an actual different food group like a dip and then all of chester's combats were hysterical (laughs) but they both don't know how to uh honor honor um frost he thinks of building possibly like arrow a snow globe (laughs) uh as as they're getting angry about their their sandwiches they get a call and it's because mark is at oshani's getting drunk because this is how he celebrates the love of his life uh <laughs> i laugh with chester i said chester because that's how much i don't they say his name fucked up chuck uh when he said is blockbuster here to settle his late fees 
All right, so y'all just seen that corny ass shit. I laughed harder at that line than I wanted to. Because <laughs> when I first heard it, I kid you not, if there was a camera, I would have slowly turned into it. <laughs> With a look. Like, really? This is what we doing today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, then. I'm going to chuckle at that because it was funny but it shouldn't have been <laughs> they then go to a shawnee's mark is fucking up the place he didn't use his code gun to free shit the bartender's like look clearly he's going through something so i'm gonna go on break and this shit and he needs to just be gone don't even clean it up he needs to be gone by the time i come back I'll take a long break he went out and smoked himself a joint then they they set him down they go back to their bickering because he's like i'm gonna go get some coffee she's like you're gonna leave me alone with him (laughs) then she doesn't say anything and he says the thing that i always be thinking when people shut down your ideas you can't shoot down my ideas without offering another (laughs) otherwise you're just like that's dumb okay bitch then come up with something better because i don't see you open (laughs) the best part of them arguing was uh you're a dip then call me hummus then (laughs) so stupid and that's when mark says look you guys are really best friends and um that means that you see each other's perspectives and that's what frost did for me uh even though i didn't share all of me with her uh she definitely shared all of her with me and at least they're honest once again about the fact that he was nobody to like she just chose to love him but he was no one to write home about (laughs) i know my voice just cracked i am not even gonna go back and edit that out um moving on once again uh because there's not much here other than they take mark (laughs) mark just starts uh snoozing and then they take him back to star labs and they decide to honor her by putting up the coat that she first wore when she decided to become a hero where all the other dead people's shit is team flash fallen heroes the hall of fallen heroes that's what they should call it then we move to barry i like the really quick scene that barry jumped in and he like had eye shit on and like uh, (laughs) you didn't know what the hell he was doing and then he left so when we go to barry he is making a snowman atop mount everest and we find that he is doing frost's bucket list that was really sweet to see him doing all the things that she would have wanted to do like put her painting up in the museum (laughs) that 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 garbage that she uh, sees as art and the one person's like magnificent the fact that we even just you know went to france or went to mount everest uh and then the hot dog eating contest and that woman looking like bitch i'm gonna get you next year (laughs) and he won it just for her uh i thought that was just very poignant uh because that is one of the things that you can remember people by and you know there's always the sadness there's always going to be that sadness but i would want people to also think about or finish the things that i i would want to to accomplish he then goes back to star labs and he's watching the boards he didn't even know mark was back there he gets him some water and some tylenol and he says what's that he's like well that is a satellite no um what is (laughs) what's this list like oh you're doing her bucket list shit and when he's talking about her he's like yeah i can tell you definitely knew her more than i did and that's my regret he's like but you know how to honor frost in the best way uh so he uh, he came to his conclusion and then caitlin um 
that was what he had needed to do he needed to convince caitlin to come to the funeral get her to open up about the grief of her sister and the fact that she's always had her there and now she's gone this inspires her to come to this beautiful ass building for the funeral um and i love that iris and barry were holding hands and they was like look at this rock he upgraded her he upgraded her y'all he letting y'all know he got that money though caitlin gives a beautiful eulogy i like that they left the episode uh after credit scenes there were several of them one of them is they're all back at the west house they're sharing stories about frost uh then they're all called away to deal with blockbuster which is the worst name ever uh and also (laughs) a blast from the past and frost days because she wants to hear more stories with joe joe thanks her for helping them to move forward and then she says yeah i know i didn't make it easy on you guys but thank you for making me listen like i said it it was a positive family but not feeling cheesy in any way the way in which they gave because most of these episodes what they would have spent 90 percent of the episode on barry and caitlin that's what would have happened and i love the fact that they chose to give everyone equal amount of screen times screen time in their grief to mourn this character because all of them did know and that's what they are supposed to be a team so if you only give 90 percent of the episode the two people you don't really do justice to anything so i i really appreciated that she then calls mark meets him at her apartment she stole a geno splicer she in turn her apartment into a lab and while she was looking at her sister's corpse she clipped off a piece of her hair because she intends to bring frost back i'm pretty sure this continuing story arc is going to be mark convincing caitlin to let her sister go and because mark was tolerable i will allow this (laughs) he actually isn't so bad when like i said half the time it is about how you write the characters and how you choose to present them uh because when they tend to lean more into the serious aspects of the show and less of the you know it is good to be comic booky but you don't need to be so chin greasy i don't know what the word is for it but it feels when you give these characters it's the same with ralph right when he started uh when they were giving him content we're giving him depth that's that's the word i'm looking for when you give them depth you change the how the character is viewed and when you put all of that in and you don't get any depth it, it it they make for a terrible character um but when you give them that depth depth like in the case of mark they become much more palatable and he was very palatable in this episode uh as both an insider and an outsider for team flash uh i think i have covered oh no wait after that we go to uh how could i possibly forget the ending where we go to ccc where we didn't even need to see the takedown blockbuster it's already front page news the one chick that hates allegra uh gets to have her article on front page news but we can see that it's going to continue to brew uh because she says who did you hear that allegra did a good job because uh oh wait i'm gonna shut up now because clearly the look on your face is everybody said it but you bitch so you alone and now i just embarrassed myself then she says well wait a minute uh should we try to identify the other people that's working at star labs and i'm like why but she says i'll think about it she gonna bust her out i don't know i think she gonna try 
I bet you it's going to be Allegra needing to deal with this particular conflict. Um, what else? Oh yeah, she goes back. <laughs> Got distracted for a second because someone's car alarm was going off. It was so weird. Uh, she comes back because she forgets her phone, and Iris is not there. All we see is green crystals, and she's like, "Huh?" And I would have been saying the same thing. I like apparently she snuck out before <laughs> i turn around that bitch is fast <laughs> i don't know what to say but oh no iris is gone barry is going to lose his shit Well, that concludes my thoughts on the episode, but we're not finished with hearing feedback. So let's hop on into the mailbag. I am here to get my feedback for The Flash Season 8, Episode 14. This was the aftermath of Frost dying and her funeral and how everybody was coping with her death, which I thought was a, a different departure from how they normally do on The Flash when it comes to a major character's death because it tends to happen at the end of the season where we have the time gap to the next season. So we don't really get to see too much of the aftermath and how everyone deals with it and how they choose to uh, move on from that. So I thought that was a good change of pace in regards to the story and, and all of that stuff. Um, I will say that, you know, that obviously, I mean, I thought it was a decent episode and it was very somber and moved for for obvious reasons. Um, I did enjoy uh, the Barry story and the Iris story and some of the Caitlyn story, how they mourned, how they chose to mourn. Um, Just gonna be transparent, I didn't really watch too much of the Chester Allegra stuff. I fast forwarded through a bit, a lot of it because, I mean, you already know, I think I've made that clear, so I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. In regards to that, I'm just not a fan of the character. They're, I shouldn't say a fan of the character, a fan of their, their relationship. Um, it's just not for me. Um, and so that's fine. If they want to, you know, put them together, that's the show's prerogative. And, you know, they can do them. And it's my prerogative to fast forward. So we just come to that kind of a <laughs> consensus so to speak, it's like, yeah, you do what you choose to do creatively and I choose to do what I want to do when it comes to my, um, what I want to see on my screen. So, um, yeah, I've just decided that that's what I would do. I mean, it's funny that you said you did it last episode because I did the same thing. That's why I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on with these. I don't know what they're saying to each other. I don't know. And I don't care. So, um, and surprisingly enough, the Chillblane um, stuff, the Chillblane stuff that I did see, um, it, he actually wasn't horrible. I, I mean, that's not saying a lot, but in the other episodes, he, I, I just couldn't tolerate him. But this one, it wasn't too bad. And maybe because it wasn't him and Frost together, and it was just him by himself, that made it tolerable. Uh, but yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not wasn't a, as you know I wasn't a fan of that relationship either. So um, maybe that's why. And uh, I thought it was cute that Barry and his kid, his tribute to Frost went out and you know finished off her bucket list, which probably took what probably 30 minutes. <laughs> He's a flash. It don't take that long. Um, and then I like what Iris did. And I like how honest she was because, yeah, we did see that on the show. So for her to for her to say that uh, about her having not known Frost that well, that makes sense. And that was true to the character and true to what we saw um, out of all of them. I mean, of course, I, I mean, she felt for Frost. She knew her. 
but she didn't get to know her like maybe some others had and that's legit and so but that doesn't mean she doesn't feel sad or doesn't you know it's not hard for her it's just in a different way and that's probably part of the like um caitlin's mom said part of the regret is the fact that she didn't take the time and, and that's usually how it works when someone passes away especially so young you go you think back to you know i really didn't spend as much time or get to know her as well as I should have or could have but then again to be fair she did try to she did try to help Salvatar kill her so you know it's kind of need a minute <laughs> so I know she changed and all that stuff but that doesn't negate the fact that that did happen in season three um even though yeah she's trying to redeem herself from that <clears throat> that's still something that occurred and I liked um I like some of the way I like the the Caitlyn like when she was in the apartment because that's realistic uh way of grieving you know this you shared your life with this person y'all are basically like twins in a lot of ways she was a part of you for so many years until a couple years ago and even in that you know so it's hard to that silence that emptiness is there and so she wasn't able to sleep she's not able to eat and all that stuff so that's a realistic portrayal of grief all right i'm just gonna say it i know y'all already made my feelings clear about cecile and her powers and so and i know that uh, you've defended them on some occasions christina but at the same time I i'm just gonna say it why why was she out there i, I just want to know what was she supposed to do she can't fight she doesn't have any powers that you're blasting people with what exactly what Cecile doing out there in the field with Barry. Why can't Barry have just gone by himself? And I get they were trying to show, oh, you know, the, the team being out of sync and then they have to process the grief and just like Joe was saying and, you know, figure out a way to get back to where they needed to be. I get all that. But at what point, at what time has Cecile ever been in the field? Why does she need to be there? She's an attorney. She can read minds or feel people's feelings. What has that got to, what, what, how was that been beneficial in the field? Other than she off in the corner somewhere feeling the person, like why was she there there? I mean, I already have a hard time with Allegra being there either with her UV power things. Uh, I just don't, ugh, that whole thing was just, it was not, I wasn't feeling it whatsoever, but especially Cecile being there, because I feel like Barry's been doing fine all by himself, even when Frost was around, he was mostly going out in the field by himself, so why did he need Allegra and Cecile, and especially Cecile, and so that was dumb, I, I, I wasn't, and you can go ahead and talk me off the ledge be the defender of that scene and the later scene when he swooped them away to go that's why that whole next scene happened off screen because it was ridiculous and it made no sense and they're not going to be able to tell me what cecile's part in that takedown was because she ain't played no part like what would she have done I, I still don't know why he needed to take her to confront blockbuster again um, I, I again, if you just explain it to me, I'll be fine. Then we got the end scenes with Caitlin calling herself being Dr. Frankenstein and bringing her sister back to life, bring, trying to bring Frost back to life. Like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> why did they do this to Caitlin's character? It's like they have nothing better to do with her character than the do these nonsensical storylines and yes i know barry makes dumb choices everyone makes dumb choices but i mean it's like did we not learn anything this is the reason why um death storm came to be because you're making these crazy decisions that ends up having far-reaching consequence there's nothing good kind of good to come of bringing somebody back from the dead when has that ever worked well what has that ever gone in a positive direction and so the fact that we had this whole to do with frost and then now we got to deal with this in my opinion nonsensical storyline about her trying to bring her her back to life and like that's not like that's supposed to end very well that doesn't that never ends well 
And so <laughs> I'm uh, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying not to be aggravated by this storyline, but I am. And yes, I, I'm I'm gonna just let it play out the way it's gonna play out. And um, if it's dumb, I'm fast forwarding through it because I'm not I'm just over it. I'm just so over these Frost and Caitlyn nonsense that they keep doing. Um, so just let the woman be dead and have Caitlyn move on with her life and find something. Go grieve. Go anyway. And I know people grieve the way they grieve, but at the same time, this is going above and beyond. And then we got my baby Iris who disappears. She's going to work, trying to get back into the swing of things out there trying to work late get her media empire the way it's supposed to be in the future and she gone and disappear now you know that i'm not about that life and i need her back sooner than later we know barry is not about that life so um i'm very curious more curious about now we're finally getting somewhere with this time sickness i need some answers i'm though i'm glad we need to get to it i'm over all this nickel and diamond this storyline Let's figure out what the hell's going on. Get Iris back to being healthy. But that's that was Queen Chai with her thoughts so on the episode. Black Girl Magic, uh, the so couch. first off, Bye. Cecile, I ain't go. I ain't defending shit. <laughs> I said that I am. I'm trying to work on myself because I understand it is human nature that when someone has an opposing opinion. It invalid it feels as if it invalidates your original opinion even if you agree with your original opinion so my mind i keep telling y'all this it works in three dimensions so i'm always seeing things from multiple viewpoints <laughs> and thus it feels like i'm invalidating what you're saying when technically i do agree i just don't feel that way all the time in this particular case yeah Cecile being in the field just really fucking random you don't watch charms so I can't explain to you how this could be a useful skill if they had had any build up to said evolving skill so I can't I can't I can't find any angles to even defend this for it just is what it is it's one of those things that at some point <laughs> or they're just gonna keep throwing out not at some point they're just gonna keep throwing out uh at random points regarding Cecile and her powers every time every stinking time so I think I've said my piece on that uh I will say the one thing they did say was Barry always needs to have backup so even if he doesn't have for like I get what you're saying every case doesn't require backup but there may be a case in which you might need back i mean that's just basically subjective on how many times they want people on set so i i can't really because <laughs> if i go by the if i'm going by the rules of the show per iris season five barry always needs to have backup in the field or at least someone in his ear uh or somebody on standby to be backup to help like with civilians and shit even though we don't consistently see it all the time we get the point uh other than that i don't have much to add uh you know uh, the same thing with the frost and, and or not the frost the allegra and chester part you know if i didn't like this episode as much as i did i probably would not have given that there seems a chance but i decided to do so because the writing had been strong up until that point but i can also totally understand fast forwarding in it if it's just not your thing like this whole thing with mark and and caitlin i'm not gonna see that story arc because i'm not gonna watch it i don't i don't want to see it i know where it is predictably going i even get the idea behind because i even said it on the flip side if this had been frost versus caitlin this would have been a good opportunity for frost to flex out past who she has been with caitlin it feels as if she is protect like i feel as if her character either is going to have to have a tragic end 
or she's finally gonna have to but they keep taking so many steps forward and then backward that we're just not interested anymore so i i won't know what goes on in that arc because i won't be watching it <laughs> uh and i did bring up that uh since you did bring up the fact that you know oh she tried to help uh savitar the savitar was barry <laughs> so if iris can forgive her husband she has to by default forgive frost and all that even though clearly and understandably <laughs> he's still petty on it um but i really like the idea because that's the first thing i thought about was that that episode when i was thinking about iris's particular story arc because she hasn't been as uh, there hasn't been too many scenes with iris and frost that's the first thing i thought of like you guys you know you came to this conclusion between the two of you i mean you had this really great arc and then the writers themselves basically said well you're done getting to know each other and that was it and that's unfortunate which that should be uh, acknowledged as unfortunate that they didn't allow them to get to know each other a lot better particularly since they made it clear in the episodes leading up to her death that she uh, even though she's never said it to iris she admires iris very much so for her her own form of heroism so unfortunate that and that is going to conclude our episode because mimi's out there in them streets and i can't blame her uh living up her best life if you want to send feedback on the next episode of the flashback or couch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>